You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Up Your Brave show here with Natalie Cutler-Welsh on Reality Check Radio. Today, we're talking about a very cool topic that is so aligned with Up Your Brave. We're talking about Be Bold Mindset with my good friend and fellow uh, business coach, Dawa Hoogstra. Have I said it correctly? Yes, you're getting closer every time you say it. Every time. (laughs) A few more interviews and I'll have it down. Amazing. Um, But if some of you are listening and you don't know who Dawa is, Dawa is an experienced Be Bold facilitator, business advisor, and high-performance coach and partner in Love Your Business. I love your business name, by the way. Love your business. He helps business owners, their partners, and team reach their objectives in life and business. He encourages people to really lean in and be bold. Uh, The Be Bold philosophy and toolkit is guaranteed to work. Well, that sounds good. Dawa is highly energetic, focused, and committed to get results. I love the sound of that. I know that um, you you and I have been business friends for years. I'm so thrilled today to share some of your wisdom with people across New Zealand who may or may not be business owners, but I feel like everyone can benefit from this kind of Be Bold mindset because it's been a bit of a journey for everybody, particularly the last few years. Um, Hey, before we dive in, can you give us a little bit of backstory in your own words? How did you become the Be Bold guy? Uh, Yes, and you're right. It's not just for business owners. It applies uh, right across the board. Um, I immigrated when I was about 23, 24 to, um, to New Zealand. I came for like a half year trip and never really left. Love New Zealand. Um, got to do exactly the reason why I went there because it was for freedom. I, 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 one of my main motivators is freedom. Um, so I felt here in New Zealand, you can do whatever you like. Right. And so to me that, you know, I've been a dairy farmer. I've done civil engineering. I'm now a business coach and it's all okay. I can run a restaurant and not be tired of doing that for 25 years. You know, I did it for five years and that was enough. Okay. So that's also how I rolled into the uh, um, consulting and coaching was because I was trying to figure out how I can, um, you know, contribute to other people uh, based on my experience in various different types of sceneries and various different types of settings. Um, so I, I thought advisory and coaching might be the way to go. <laughs> okay. So I joined this big consulting club at one point and um, that felt way too restricted in terms of methods and systems and uh, subsequently moved out to uh, further uh, concentrate on coaching. Uh, and advisory as a combination. And then I've moved all the way to the mindset component being to me the big key access point to how get how to get get change going and how to get implementation going. So um, even though I'm a business uh, guy, uh, you can have the best business plan, um, but it doesn't matter if it doesn't get implemented, right? So I, I was getting, as, as I was on my own awareness journey, I was also getting very interested in what other people, what other made people tick, what made people actually do the things that we agreed to do. Um, and then I got more interested in the mindset component of that to figure out, um, you know, how to get people um, actually taking the steps. You know, interesting. I came to New Zealand at the same time, age 23. Um, what country did you come from? I'm from the Netherlands. Um, yeah, so it's a different culture here. <laughs> As you know, 
Um, so I quite often think, you know, Dutch people are quite direct, Natalie. Um, I am still quite direct. And at some point I felt I had to soften off every part of my culture to actually mm. fit in, to not upset anybody, right? And in my present scenario, uh, I can at least be myself. You know, I say to everybody, you've got to be yourself. You know, that's also part of you, okay? So, um, and that helps um, to have transparent conversations. Um, you know, don't have to be mean about anything. It's just be clear about what you're saying. And that sometimes when we're coaching, it helps people to, you know, formalize what it is uh, that uh, to clarify, yeah? I love that though, because coming from the Netherlands, a bit more straight up, as we would say, a bit more um, direct, but then you've really used that as your superpower because you're helping people to be bold. Um, So I think that's great. What does it mean to you? Let's kick things off with my first question, which is, what does it mean to be bold? What do you mean by that? That's that's quite funny. Um, You say that because I always ask people that in the start when we start working together, what does it mean to be bold? And they don't never, never, never need a um, definition. They already have a sense of what be bold means. Um, Basically uh, incorporating generally things like stepping up, you know, actually doing what I want to do, uh, being brave, people would say. Um, Then sort of with a bit of work people would say oh being in my flow right that's being bold so that, that, that's all sorts of connotations with it but most of the time if i say to you what is be bold you know what it means for you and it mm-hmm. doesn't really matter what it means to me right it needs to mean something to you and well and i love that because quite often in my show you know sometimes at the end or the start i'll say to people you know how what does upping your brave look like to you or what would that look like in your life at the moment um yeah. So I love that you asked that question. And so I will ask our audience, hey, if you want to text us at 2057 or email inbox at realitycheck.radio, what does what does it mean to you to be bold? Meaning what would that look like or feel like um, if you were to do that in your life or your business, your job, whatever, your relationship, your wellness? Um, what would that look like for you? We would love to hear. You can send us a message. Um, so I love that. It's very interesting. So let's talk about you know, the Kiwi culture, that's true. There's lots of different people and a lot of different people from all over the world. I've got so many, so many international friends. Um, But there is that kind of sense, you know, the tall poppy thing. I mean, that comes up a lot. Um, How can people be more bold in their life or their business? And I know you do education around this. So how can we, if we get clear on what be bold looks like to us, the next step, of course, is how do we do it? How do we be that? How, how do you do it? Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a lot of education around or, you know, training seminars in sort of what I call an American style of Yahoo, you know? Yes, we can do it. La, la, la. And, and <laughs> invariably, I get people that are coached. They uh, have been to that type of thing. They get highly in, inspired on the weekend or on the, during the course. But as soon as the course is finished or the weekend is finished, their energy status started to drop. Okay, so that is just um, that type of modality. They they um, click into the aspiration and they say, "You just need to work hard for it." You know, uh, I need to work on myself to change myself to do this, and then I'll then I'll be happy. Okay, then I will achieve those goals. So it's very much a work hard, get up at five thirty in the morning, you know, do a massive gym session, and then be at your desk at half past six, and then you're gonna take over the world, right? 
Whereas where, where we come from, it's much more about, you know, learn how to, how you yourself tick, who you are, non-work on required. You just need to do some work, but more like uh, accept yourself of those things. Okay. Take yourself along in the journey. You know, you're not, you don't have to separate your identity <laughs> all the way to actually make progress. Okay, so it's combining a lot of uh, uh, sources from like uh, positive psychology, right? Which is which is in, in in including things rather than excluding things. It's not about fixing things; it's about accepting things, right? So, in terms of we've made it all because we work with business owners, but it doesn't really matter who you work with, by the way. But you know, they don't have all year to try and get their head around these things, okay? And uh, they want to get cracking on changing their business, right? So I've made it a prerequisite to actually do Be Bold Kickstarter prior to doing any business planning or coaching at all. Because uh, over time, that's what we found that worked best. Um, so that, that meant we needed to do Be Bold, at least the Kickstarter, quite condensed and quite have some tools in there that just made a massive difference quite quickly, right? So it's a four or five, six week program that deals to this. So on, and we make it simple, okay? So it's, we, you know, a lot of uh, education dives into all the gray zones and it may be like this and you just need to increase your awareness and then it all might come together at some point and then all of a sudden you're a conscious human being, okay? We go, well, you're a conscious human being already. It's just, just you're not, you don't know that yet, right? Uh, or you don't, you don't see what you're already conscious of, okay? And it will help you to increase those, that awareness. So we try to keep things simple. Yeah, remember we talked about one point about the red zone and the green zone, okay? As soon as I mentioned that, people immediately know what is green, what is red, okay? Um, I can then go further and say, okay, what, what feelings and thoughts and behaviors go with the red zone, okay? And everybody goes, well, obviously this, okay? No problem at all. I remember you, you and me doing that exercise once. was no big deal at all, right? Then you can say, okay, if you, these feelings, rather than, oh, they're nasty and I don't want to have them, Okay, this is a, turn it around into an acceptance and saying, hey, I actually welcome these feelings now because they tell me where I'm at, right? So as soon as I know I realize I'm in the red, okay, if I've got that awareness, I can do something about it to get out of there, right? But if I accept it as being normal, this is just how I feel all the bloody time, right? Then, then I can't do anything. So you bring the... Uh, you know, the simple model into being and next, next minute people know very clearly if they're operating in the green or in the red, okay? Then we can do some context mastery to figure out what is behind those, what drives those red feelings, yeah? and what beliefs are behind that. They don't necessarily have to do that, but, you know, it's very helpful for people to understand themselves better to realize that all that these drivers come from very early on early in childhood to, you know, to adolescence, that's when all these beliefs get set. From then on, we just act out on those things. Big, mind-blowing exercise, right? People realize all of a sudden the stuff that I felt yesterday came from when I was 14 or 7 or 6, right? And then you, then you make the kind of connections between, um, we'll go do work on the other side for a bit, on the green side, we go and have a look at the Yeah, side. I mean, hey, if you can give us, because my, my audience loves a good practical tip that they can apply, if you can maybe walk us through, like even the green zone, what does that exactly mean? And if we can think about some things that we feel or experience when we're in the green zone, that, that'd be great. 
Okay, so like for every feeling that you feel in the red zone, you have a feeling opposite, totally opposite in the in the in the in the green zone. But our whole being is around trying to focus on what not what is not going right instead of what is going right. Okay, yeah. so again, that's sort of where we do it. So, for example, imagine a red zone feeling, Natalie. Right? Anyone? Like frustration? Is this what? I'm frustrated. Okay, yeah. so now. And I ask you then, imagine the complete opposite of that in the green zone. It doesn't have to be the literal opposite, but it's a yeah. complete different sensation, different feeling. Right? What would that be? What would be the opposite of frustration to you? For me, it would be like peace or present. Right. Or calm. Can you feel the, can you feel the different energy around it? Mm. Right. So we don't even have to be very specific about what feeling or what thought it is, right? If it's got an uplifting energy around it, it'll be green. And if it feels like it's sucking energy, it's red. Right. Okay. So just that awareness already. Um, now, then we've got some tools to get people from left to right uh, on conscious, you know, so to by identifying those feelings and being able to say, okay, cool, I'm this and this and this. Fine. What did you make it mean? Right. Okay. 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 What, uh, what core belief was being triggered here? There we go. This is the one that was being triggered. I'm alone. I'm sad. I'm, yeah, I'm unworthy. I'm um, I'm fat. I'm, um, you know what I mean? There's many, many, many beliefs that can be triggered. Once you recognize that those are being triggered, then you realize how old you were when they were being triggered. You can then move on to saying, okay, there must be something that you're getting out of this, otherwise you will be out of that state, right? So we've got that process called the reset process. We'll take all the way through the the, the, the feeling and the rationale and your beliefs to get to action, okay? Um, and short, it works along a ACA principles is acronym for um, awareness, choice, and action. Now realize that last word, right? Action. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of modalities that focus a lot on awareness, and particularly in coaching modalities where there's no the, the, the coachee wants to be, is the one that is in charge of everything. So that's the person that then needs to actually come up with all that stuff, right? So if you're in a counseling scenario, then it might work, you know, to work for your feelings and, you know, what just happened and to try and get some perspective going. Those people are not necessarily too keen on helping with the solution of that, right? So I've had two people yesterday in a group that two of them had, you know, years of counseling massive depression, anxiety issues, right? Um, and I said, so what did you get out of this course? And they said, okay, that I actually have the power myself to take action. It's, so that's an insight for somebody that has had, um, you know, what we all have in life at some point. Um, but an insight in terms of like, hey, I realized I had the power myself. And mm-hmm. I said, hey, listen to the two words here, power myself. You know, that's why we call it self-empowerment, right? <laughs> okay. Now, just a little side story. There's six or seven people there, and the one common uh, core belief they all had was, I am alone, right? Okay, so when the stress comes on, that person would not reach out, um, you know, particularly when the stress comes on, right? They're happy when it's all going well, okay? Then they're happy and working as a team. But as soon as there's stress, they will go by themselves. So they realize uh, in that moment of isolation, this is almost self-isolation, okay, when they did the reset process, 
that they actually did have power themselves to get out of that was a massive breakthrough for this person, okay? And that, that can all be reached in four or five weeks. Yeah, I, I think it's so powerful. I mean, I'm, I'm such a huge fan and that's what my show is about, motivation, inspiration, you know, education. But looking at ourselves, but not focusing on, oh, I need to change this and I need to change that. So you're you're saying kind of recognize it, acknowledge what it might be, the limiting belief or whatever it is, and then realizing we have the power to make a change. So I love your acronym, ACA, which is Awareness, Choice, and Action. Okay, so the the awareness, um, sometimes if there's no C and A following it, right, Mm -hmm. actually increasing awareness to a higher level is not always that helpful because then you get to see stuff that you might not necessarily want to see if you don't have an avenue to do something about that at some point, okay? And that's what's happening a lot when people um, initially do self-awareness work or awareness work is they get very aware of how shit life is or how shit they feel about stuff, right? And so that's why we feel there needs to be a follow-up to that um, in the CNA, ACA, okay? So so where where that leads then is the commitment, the choice that you're taking, right? So if you're not really not very sure about what you're committed to or what you're, you know, then it's very hard to, to take a choice, isn't it? So if you know that, you know, your health, for example, or joy or community or legacy or love or that type of thing is more important to you than whatever that red side is drawing you to, right? Then you can make a clear choice. And the more clear you are about where you want to go to, what is more important to you, your values, in other words, right? Your motivators. Then you can have a bit of friction between the red zone and the green zone. But when you find people, uh, now we express that in a sort of a zero to 10 mode, okay? 10 is everything's flying 100% honky-dory, right? Zero is you know, show me the nearest bridge and I, I want to jump off it, okay? So that's level of depression, okay? So when I normally when we find people, when I work with people, they, they're around sort of like four, five, maybe five and a half, right? They said they've got a foot in each camp. They're spending a lot of time in the red, okay? And then moments in the day that goes up a bit higher and then it soon drops back down to five or so on the average, right? That's normal, okay? Um, you, you uh, Even in... in, in uh, in places where you, you walk in, you think, okay, everything is going pretty good. And if you say to you, hey, Natalie, out of 10, how much are you showing up? You know, you go, oh, yeah, probably only six or seven, really, to be honest. Okay. I don't show up at 10 every day. But imagine if I did show up at 10 every day, you know, what would be the difference? Quite a bit difference into how you feel and also quite a big difference in terms of the result, results. Okay. But in the main, it's quite normal to be hanging around the middle somewhere and just feeling a little bit not too great you know what i love about this is like you said earlier it's easy to do some sort of training or go to an event and you come back and you're all pumped and you're like i'm going to do this it's going to be amazing i'm going to do that and then we lose the momentum and this is cool because it enables people or empowers people to move themselves along noticing oh okay i'm in the red zone <laughs> whoops yeah. there i am again um you know and how can i get back into green and so using that languaging um so ha- what about these are some common things that a lot of people will experience i imagine and that you come across you know anxiety stress and also procrastination when people are like i really want to do all these things but i just don't know how to get started so can we use this tool 
for all of those scenarios and more? Yeah, yeah the short answer is yes. Um, so, for example, like stress is very common, eh? business yeah. aren't having stress, okay? But then you say, okay, why are you so stressed? Well, I've got all these things to do, all right? Are you very clear on what all these things are, right? Uh, yeah, well, if I write them all down, then I'll really go nuts, okay? So I won't. Okay, so they pretend like they go back into themselves and they don't want to know all these details. Okay, so you spend a bit of time actually writing it all down and then you say what's important, what has to be done today, what can be left to tomorrow, right? Soon they have a little list, they go, oh, I can get my head around this, yeah? But it suits people, and that's your straight-out mindset, it suits people not to know, okay? That's, again, that's awareness, okay? If you're not, they just push it under the water so it sits there. What they find out during the course is that it is actually, it fits their view of life, right? It fits their way of how they look at life, okay? This is what I believe. It fits their bigger belief system. Once they realize that, they also know they have their, it's their duty or their power to be able to do something about that, right? So it's, so that for a while they thought life was controlling them, but then they figure out the next effect that's not true, right? It's the other way around. I'm actually making this true. I'm keeping myself without time management tools. I don't, not diligent in the morning with what I do. I just go from this to this to this. Yeah. I just get drawn from things rather than controlling my own time. Right. That's just time management. Okay. Stress can also come, for example, from really unexpected places like um, last week, a big organization I work with, right? It's got some lady superstar administrator out the front of, in, in the front as you arrive okay and this lady is fantastic okay it's like she's really really good okay so her boss tells her that every day okay and it's just like your father might say to you oh my little, little princess and just you know like, like wonderful wonderful what this guy didn't realize that every time he said that to her she was getting another level of hey i need to be better than i was yesterday because yeah this is really unexpected like the bar was raising Sorry? Like the bar was raising, the expectation was going up and up. Every day she didn't, if she didn't feel perfect, right, mm. which is then most days, okay, because there's always something to find wrong, right? She wasn't meeting the expectation of him as well as herself, okay? I brought it back to herself, just focus on yourself. What's your expectation? Was almost identical to the boss's, so there's no big deal, okay? But she made it his thing. He said that to me, and that makes me feel bad, right? Uh, I said, like, so this is people being positive, Natalie. Imagine the other way around, but mm. you get criticized every day. There's exactly the same effect, okay? So it doesn't really matter, good or bad. Okay? What matters is how your own, uh, how, you, how you believe you are and what sort of uh, core belief, negative core belief, you're trying to uh, unbalance, okay? So in this case, I'm useless, I'm not good enough, right? I'm alone. So that meant this person, you know, the, the business was growing and she was doing more and more and more, right? And she just felt like totally adrift in terms of I need to do all this. I, in the past, I used to be able to do all this and now I can't do this anymore. And every time she asked for help, she would think, she would interpret that I'm useless. Yeah. So she was working against her own core beliefs in terms of uh, how, to, how to move forward on this thing, right? Now, that's hard for a person, okay? If you then add some personality to it, you know, like uh, personality uh, quadrants, you know, and, and this, this person is also massively empath empathetic, okay, like a team builder type person. 
So for her to ask anybody else to do anything for her was totally, totally against her personality and against her mindset, okay? No, this story's still unfolding. She's now making a list for somebody else to go and take some stuff over from her, but this, she needs to really lean in to the A, make the list, then to have the discussion with that person who's going to take it over, then not to sabotage this thing by not being specific about mm-hmm. what she wants another person to do for her, right? So that she actually makes sure that it fails so that she can take it back on again and say, hey, See, I tried, but it didn't, it didn't work, so I, I have to do all this, okay? But what she's fully realizing after five, six weeks that is she is in, in charge of the stick, and she's committed. She says, I'm not putting up with this. I am going to put on, I'm going to carry on with this. You know, I'm, I'm going to lean into what I, is uncomfortable to me, and I will actually uh, make this happen. Well, that's awesome. Um, I mean, that's the thing. So it's a human nature, perhaps, that people don't, want to make a change until it just gets to that kind of breaking point or enough is enough. Um, but some people do love their busyness, not their business, yeah. <laughs> but their busyness. Some people do cling to it. How is it, you know, how do we get people to focus on the things that they really want to do? Like you talked about focusing on their vision instead of focusing on what's going not so great, focusing on what how they do want to go. Do you find people still cling? They still cling to the, all the things they they think that they need to be doing even though it doesn't really serve them? People, um, I mean, habit, it's just a habit of a lifetime, right? So you've got to be conscious. You've got to be aware of that that is happening. So and then when it's happening, you don't go, oh, shit, that's me again, right? It's more like, okay, I'm doing it. Fine. I can move, okay? So yeah. a bit more ACA. of a upbeat, positive way of looking at this, okay? Um, yes, people do that, but... For example, somebody said had a, a, a business that had 15 people working for him in a manufacturing outfit, okay? And the whole business was about him, basically around him. But at one point he said, um, hey, you, you know I always wanted to be an ocean rower, right? He dropped that in conversation like half and a half a year after we started working with him, okay? <laughs> and I thought, oh, hang on a second here. Now you said something really critical. And now all that stuff about not being able to delegate anything to anybody, right, has to change. If you want to do some ocean, ocean rowing, you, you've got to be practicing, right? You've got to be out in the water a lot, okay? You've got to be able to leave your factory every so often for a week, go you know, training in Tonga or somewhere or somewhere else or off Auckland coast or somewhere, right? So as soon as that seed was sown that he could potentially do that, yeah. Uh, he, he, the next evening, he found his rowing machine. He was already away, right, in his mind, with me. And two months later, he went to Tonga for a um, for a, for two week um, training camp or something. Okay, and he comes home, flies home, and he was like, he was okay when he was away. <laughs> On the way home, his stress started getting to him. So he came home, and he basically first thing he did is went past the industrial area to check whether or not his business was still standing. Okay. In actual fact, that week, those two weeks, they, they I, I worked with the sales guys, and I said, "This is this is it. This is the time we're going to show him that we can work by ourselves." Okay, so let's do this. Let's, yeah. So we got right in there. So he made two weeks. Uh, we surpassed his records t- twice in a row. The first week and the second week, we surpassed the first week in terms of sales activity, right? So he came back in the floor, of course, same thing on the manufacturing outfit, you know, in, in the back end on the factory. These all these people, I, I just said, hey, you got a chance here. So now it's time to stand up. Okay. So let's let's show this guy what we can do. Right? Lovely. Right? He comes back. 
As soon as he found that the business was still standing and it had done a great result, they turned around. He turned around and he booked his uh, transatlantic. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful story, right? And this is incredible. Not, honestly, I can come up with many stories like that. Um, once people get clicked into the what really motivates them, right? Yeah. Everything else can, uh, and, and then all the nonsense that belongs with that busyness and that this and that becomes really focused all of a sudden, right? Once you know what's more important, okay. And that is that still behind the premise of ACA, okay? If you know what's more important to you than buying in on a red story, right? Yep. If you really know what's important, important, what on the green side is more important to you, then it's easy to make choices and changes. If you leave it all nice and gray, you won't move. That, that's the difference. It's, it's, an, it's a massive lift in standard of clarity. Uh, massive lift in integrity. If you say to me you're going to do something, well, we're going to let you get away with it once or twice. But after that, we say, hey, Ned, you said you were going to do X, Y, Z. How can I trust you? Yeah. And there's a little invitation to our listeners because this links so well to the bucket list. And most people have heard me talk about the bucket list. It's a question I ask everybody on my show. But a few weeks back, we had a guest, Travis Bell from Australia, from Australia, and he is literally the bucket list guy, and he helps people to write their bucket lists, and he's a big-time speaker and everything. So what I loved about that story, Dawa, is this guy essentially shared with you just like an offhand remark yeah. Yeah. about the ocean rowing, which probably was something that he'd always wanted to do or that he really felt drawn to. You can say maybe it was or wasn't on his bucket list. But when we've got something like that, that we're like, oh, I really want to go to Greece or, oh my goodness, I would love to, like my sister, you, a few years back, she wanted to run the New York marathon. I do not want to run the New York marathon, but she did, you know, so we all have these different things and I love it. It's like when you know something that somebody really wants to do, that's an incentive for them to take action, to allow themselves that space in their lives. Um, to therefore for your, for your guy in that example, delegate some stuff or trust his workers to, do the things while, and he doesn't have to be there all the time. That's so powerful. Hey, I wanted to ask you about this because I know you do a lot of work with couples in business, like couples who are in business together. Um, do you have any tips or guidance for any listeners out there who are in partnership, you know, in a business, probably whether they're running an Airbnb together or they've got products or whatever it might be. Do you have any tips from all the work you've done regarding couples, like just a one-liner or one or two tips that you can share with us today? Um, well, as you know, I'm not in a relationship myself right at the moment. So I always felt maybe I shouldn't do this couples in business. But on the other hand, I know quite a few things of not to do, what not to do, and things that are, like what actually didn't go well and, you know, how to change it. Okay. So for whatever it's worth, right? I think the first thing is um, look after your own state. Rather than say it's them, it's me. If they were different or the business was different, just first of all, come down to yourself. Okay, there's you. And if you're not balanced, don't worry about the business or anything. Just sort out your own thing and then work together on the business. It's definitely better together, right? But what, when I work with business partners or partners that, you know, that when one person works in the business and the other one doesn't, it doesn't really matter. The business is like a third leg or a fourth leg. You know, you've got yourself, you're the partner. You got the relationship, and there's the business, and it's almost like having four four people in the in the same band. Okay? Right. <laughs> so, but still, in any case, 
come down to yourself, control your own mental state, get to seven, eight, or nine in terms of how you're functioning. That would be my best tip, I think. All right. Don't- okay. So just to interject, get yourself to a seven, eight, or nine on the one to 10 scale. Okay. Or, Got it. Like, or always, first, before you do anything. Okay. Yeah, that's right. as simple as you say, ask for a quick tip. Yeah, that's I love it. Simplest, okay. Now you, 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 you'll find if you test that with yourself, that's not what's happening. Um, and if, you know, if you say, okay, is something happening? Oh, we have a big tax bill to pay, or we got such and such in the bank rung up, or you know, this month we didn't do as much turnover, or just in a personal setting, you know, I wanted to go to one of my swimming lessons for my daughter, but it didn't happen. Okay, so how are you feeling about this right now? Okay, four out of ten. Okay, let's get you into seven or eight out of ten, and then start making a plan for how to change that. Because if you're trying to make a plan with somebody that is. Uh, operating at a three or four out of 10 and you trying to use their logic to do it, they'll find 1,500 reasons why not to do it. Okay? Yeah. So you've got to first shift the mood in the, in the mindset. First, what are you more committed to? You said health was very important to you, Natalie, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, well, how much health is in what we are stressing here about? How much health is in there? Oh, none. Okay, let's move then, shall we? Yeah, move. Okay, now let's think about a solution. Okay, so there's another thing. So there's the next step then, okay? Move your mindset before you think about your solutions. So I love it. And you know what else is, it's really resonating for me because a lot of the people I work with, I call them, and I call myself, fun bossy. <laughs> I feel like yeah. you've got that fun bossy vibe, which I really appreciate. Um, and I think for a lot of people, they just need someone to, you know, provide not only insight, but just a sounding board, you know, a mirror back to them, but putting it in the numerics like you do, like the one to 10, let's, how can we get you to an eight? I really like that. That's cool. Well, because it allows you clarity. And it seems, it's really, in a way, it's a bit couchy, um, Natalie. Mm. But if you said six, I would ask you then, how, what would make that a nine? And you'll be quite clear what the difference is between where you're at now and what make it nine. So as you get clarity, you can do something about it, right? If you leave it all unsaid and gray and under the water, we won't be able to do anything about it. So I'm asking you, I'm asking you what it is. I'm not say, I'm not telling you what would make it a nine, right? Yeah. I'm asking you what it would be. And then I would say, okay, cool. So this and this and this, and then will we be, be a nine? You go, yeah, 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 actually. Then I will <laughs> be a nine. Cool. How committed are you to doing that? <laughs> Simple as. A lot of people don't bother about that two-step approach, right? They, they just go straight to the answer. And you'll find, I'll find, like you say, oh, I can't get to my swimming lessons to watch my daughter. And, and, but it's not until we're in the green we can go, oh, well, cool, I just asked my grandmother or such and such to go and visit this and this and uh, you know, ask it a little lot. But, you know what I mean? There's many solutions. But they don't seem to pop up in the mind when the mind is going, everything is wrong with my life. Everything is not happening. Everybody's against me. I'm all alone. I'm the only one doing anything, right? Yeah. So you need to get out of that zone first before before you come, because the mind is just focused on problems. Um, so just go, hey, mind, I want you to focus on solutions now, right? Exactly. And I think it's so beneficial. We can use this technique in our business or even, you know, our job, like the team that we work within our family unit. But also, if we take a step back, the bigger perspective of the world at the moment, it's so easy to get stuck in, oh, my goodness, you know, this is going wrong and that's going wrong. And did you hear about this? And did you hear about that? But it's like, what is the focus on the vision? Something that you mentioned earlier, focusing on like 
what 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 how do we want it to be and how can we move towards it and hey um, also, um in the big frame of what what is it that you can do within your power of influence um, mm-hmm. uh yourself okay so it's very easy to get sucked into the big uh worldwide problems and i'm not doing anything ourselves so what is are we all collectively going to help better this world <laughs> everybody needs to do a little bit it's and not, get themselves in the green. Get that themselves be? in the green and start getting active. Active, active word is very important here, right? Mm-hmm. Then hold hands and then see how we can make this. The ripples will spread. I'm, I'm sure the ripples are spreading actually. Okay, it's if you keep the power with a few individuals around the world that are actually uh, thinking that they're controlling me, well, that's the opposite of self empowerment, isn't it? Okay, so I, I totally, you know, believe we need to all step up. And that's all part of bringing things into consciousness and bring and being a conscious being, meaning live a conscious life. In other words, be conscious of what you are doing and how you are being and how you are showing up. Okay? We're not going to change nothing if we're all operating in a four or five out of ten. So that you know, big deal here. Sorry, Natalie, but it's not just us, right? We think it's all just us, but you know, it's the collective. I agree. I think that's so great. Get get yourself to a green, and then we can help other people to do to get themselves to a green. Yeah, well. because you can't help if you're not overflowing or you're not really having spare energy, right? You just drag somebody else down to your level. So you need to be up leveling first, and then see about others. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask you about your business. In a minute, I'm going to ask you know what's okay. coming up for you and what and how do we connect with you. But um, I love that you work with couples. I know you work with. Um, people one-on-one, smaller businesses, um, yeah. and I know you helped a lot of people through that, you know, the, the COVID times, and even now when things are changing at the moment. But um, what's what is the biggest size of company that you would that you work with? I've got companies with like fifty staff, but yeah. I equally happily work with people that are startups and just by themselves, mm-hmm. right? So to me, it doesn't really matter. Um, uh, use this a lot in leadership development too, you know, for teams and staff empowerment and that type of thing so that's working really well and that's where the group programs work really well right so we got the big bold kickstarter that i organize and use the personality profiling as well so like a six seven eight week thing can be done in a company can be done separately can be done with individuals right um it's it's guaranteed okay nice that's, that's a lovely one so you if it doesn't work you get your money back Natalie. okay <laughs> You say, how many people have you given your money back? I say, well, nobody, because if you don't do the work, you know, uh, I say it will work. It will work if you do the what I'm showing you. Yeah, Love it. Okay, so, hey, I'd love to know, because I know you help people to be bold. Um, yeah. I'd love to know how you've been bold. So how? what is something <laughs> you've done in the last year um, where you've truly upped your own brave? Well, I did have an insight that you're going to ask that question. So. I thought, okay, to be honest, it was really, for two other people might be quite a small thing. For me, it was quite big, okay? Um, I sat in a restaurant by myself. I went to a restaurant by myself and enjoyed it. So it's not like I don't sit in a restaurant by myself, but... I don't often enjoy it, okay? And I can't be present by it. I feel really alone. I feel by myself, okay? One of my core beliefs is I'm alone, okay? I live in the middle of bloody nowhere 
Uh, you know what I mean? It's all literally true, okay? <laughs> but, you know, sometimes I make that true, right? And so sitting in a restaurant, even though I love cooking, right? I love eating nice food, and then, but I always look for somebody to go with, you know? Mm-hmm. Can you go? Come, you want to come? You know? So the company is very important to me. And one time I was walking through Parnell, that was about half a year ago, and it was evening time, and I saw this really nice Italian restaurant on the side, and I, I felt this was the time, right? I wanted to go <laughs> and do that. But I think I'm not going to go in there if I don't enjoy it. Okay, so, so I did a little mini reset on the on the pavement there, and then I walked in, right? And I had a great time, a multi-course dinner instead of just one course and uh, walk out again, right? Yeah. Um, and really, really enjoyed it. So that was, to me, stepping up my brave. So then to you, that might be nothing. You might be, yeah, to you, that might be really easy, okay? And other people might think that is easy. So therefore, really, I think part of the my message that in there is never really assume what's easy and what's hard for people. Um, uh, this, this, to me, is hard to do, and not just to go in there, but to enjoy it and to just to be present with what mm-hmm. I was eating rather than being worried about, hey, I'm so alone, I should have somebody with me, yeah? No, I hear you. I think that's huge because that's the thing. When I talk about up your brave, it's not just about being courageous and resilient and bungee jumping or, you know, it's not just, it's not that it's so different for different people and at different stages of your life, different things. So I think a lot of people would relate to that, the awkwardness or the discomfort um, of being, going to a restaurant by themselves and enjoying it. So I, I, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, what is something on your bucket list? Something you'd love to do, be, or experience that we can possibly help you to do? Well, I always talk about Alaska, okay? For some reason, something with Alaska. That's probably after I've seen that movie from, uh, you know, the guy that in the, in the, in the motor bus and something, and then he almost almost survived this Alaskan winter, and then he ate the mushroom or something, and then he passed <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> out in the wild or something at school. Anyway, so I'm um, very interested in going there, but I would love to catch up with somebody that lives there, right, to be part of a family there or something for a while um, and just basically live there. That, that's that's something that I would like to do. I've, I've talked about many times. I've moved my business to mostly online so I can start, you know, I put the basics in place to be able to do whatever, but um, that, that'll be it's something that I would really appreciate some help with, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. There's an invitation to our listeners. If you or anyone you know has not only been to Alaska, but actually lives there, um, Dawa is looking for some sort of opportunity to spend some time to live there, not just pass through. Um, You can get in touch with him. We're going to go to his contact details in a moment. Or in the meantime, you can message me 2057 on the text. Um, Well, that's very cool. So what's coming up for you in your life, your business in the next six months? And how can people connect with you online? Um, Okay, online is very easy. It's um, www.loveyourbusiness.nz. You just type my name and it'll already come up anyway. So I'm pretty Googleable. Um, Also, and so the things that we've got coming up is the B-Ball Kickstarters, basically kick kick off every every month or so when we have four or five people together. That's be bold uh, mindset. Um, okay, so that is online and it's what, a five or six week program? It's a six week program. Okay. Um, 
on the outside, so yeah, so six sessions. Um, and that's generally the starting point of people working together with me. You know, some people just do that, but most people carry on doing some level of coaching after it. Um, and then uh, the new product is uh, couples and business, as we mentioned just before. Um, we do already work a lot with couple, couples and business, but we decided to start off with a couples and business retreat. And retreat, okay? Um, which then focus on the Friday focuses on you, on Saturday focuses on your relationship, and on the Sunday focuses on, on the business. The idea is to follow that through with an accountability type program and support program after, but to, for now it's just standalone um uh weekend uh end of october last weekend of october somewhere in a luxury uh accommodation and uh yeah that sounds awesome um okay so if people want to get in touch with you www.loveyourbusiness.nz yeah. or you said they can google your name i'm going to spell it because it's a little tricky so um everyone it's d o u w e that's dawa and it's can you say the surname properly for me Hoogstra. Hoogstra. Thank you. H-O-O-G-S-T-R-A. Amazing. So good. Okay, so that's what's coming up. That's how people can connect with you. And is there anything else you want to share with us before we wrap it up on Be Bold Mindset? Um, um, nothing too specific, but basically the power is with you. And that's when people feel disempowered, and that's really the case. But sometimes you're allowing that to happen. And once you realize that you actually have some power over that, great things will come real quick. Um, and, you know, you might need a bit of a nudge or a bit of insight or a bit of a, you know, to show you how it's done. But the changes that can uh, come from that go really quick. And, um, you know, we get people from 5 out of 10 to an 8 or 9 out of 10 guaranteed within the space of six weeks. Now, what would your life be look like if you were operating at eight or nine out of 10 every day for the rest of your life, right? So it's a big thing, Natalie. And the thing I really love doing, you know? Yeah, and, and maybe not as hard as people think. No, it's not as hard as people think. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. We've been talking to Dawa Hogstra. Um, and he says, you know, the power is with you. Thank you so much, Dawa. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.